Hello, podcast world. Welcome to Vicarious Living, a show about a couple Midwest dudes breaking down all the beauty that is teen drama TV. Welcome to Vicarious Living, welcome back to the podcast. We have a real special treat this week, a real special treat. We have our first interview with a real teen. Yes, hi, I'm the teen. Leah D <laughs> is the teen, she's in podcast studio. We took this pod on the road to the west side of Cincinnati, some say a worse side of Cincinnati. Disagree. I grew up on the west side though, You're. are you technically an east sider? I've never lived on the west side. Yeah, so you're a, yeah, you're an east sider. <laughs> what would make me a west sider? Nothing. It smells better on the east side. I know that just overall. Um, so our first teen guest, Leah D. We're gonna get your intro music in cool. right here. For the first time, we get to get plugged in to the actual teens. And you're a teen for what, like eight more months? Yeah, I'm literally on the outskirts of being a teen. Like That's way closer than we are. <laughs> so, like, this will be good just because you're like ten years closer to be a teen than we are. I mean, I am a teen for eight more months, sadly. Yeah. So, first got to give a little housekeeping here, our contact information, vicariouslivingpod at gmail.com and vicariouslivingpodcast on Instagram. We got swag up on wicklowware.com and we have it up on our Instagram, $20 for the tank and $30 for the baseball tee. You have the tank. I have the tank and I love it. You wore it last, what, two weeks ago when I saw you. Mm-hmm. How would you say it feels? It's so soft and comfy. Mm-hmm. Like, I really can't complain. Yeah. And it looks good in black, too. Oh, it looks good in black. Yeah. I actually don't have, like, any black shirts. I normally wear black shorts, so I've had to, like, kind of... Mix and match. Mix and match, yeah. Yeah. So. They're versatile tanks. They're versatile tanks. We love them. Get at us, kids. $20. Instagram. Okay, I actually have... Um, I have a couple questions first that I'm going to ask you. And then agenda for the pod. I know you've got... I'm looking at your computer screen. You've got about... No less than 5,000 words worth of notes. Okay, yeah, but right now I'm a college student, so, like, vigorously taking notes is my thing right now. So, right. like, I just needed to feel prepared. I love it. Hey, prep. I said it on the car right over here. Preparation is the key to success. And guess who else <laughs> is going to love it? The fucking kids. Question for you. Do these teens, because we're doing One Tree Hill right now, do these teens, you know, you got your Hillary Burton, Peyton, mm-hmm. you got Sophia Bush, Brooke, Mm-hmm. James Lafferty, Nathan, yes. Chad Michael Murray, Lucas. Do these teens seem three years younger than you right now? No. They honestly seem all older than me. They seem like they're I... late 20s or 30s? Yes. Because yes. that's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I. It's weird because like I go back to The O.C., which was the show that I was watching when I was like an actual teen, and I had the same feeling. Like, I'm pretty sure these kids are all like 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. They just don't look the part whatsoever. They're all, like, I don't even know, just mature. Like, their looks are just mature. Even the people who are actually teens. Because I know, I think... Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. I looked it up, and I was like, these years, he's actually 17 when he started this, I think. Yeah. So, he... And he still doesn't even look like a teen. He looks older. But maybe it's just, like, the group of everyone. They're all older. They seem older. He's guilty as a 29-year-old by association with the other (laughs) folks in the cast. Yes. Uh, I always think about, it's weird too, because for me with Marissa on the OC, usually there's one. There's one who's like an actual teen and the rest are pushing 30. But it was weird because with Marissa, I always used to think about she was actually 16. And like Ryan, who's like 27, is kissing. That's weird. And hooking up with a 16-year-old in real life for that show. I know. And think about it with, like, Nathan and Haley. How much older is she? She does... I was watching this, and I think my mom, or one of my... Maybe Rafe walked in, my brother, and they were like, these teens don't look like teens. <laughs> no. 
like I told I told them I was like oh yeah like they're getting married and I was like oh but they're in high school and they're like what that's not they do not look like they're in high school whatsoever no they don't I ask everyone this okay Brooke versus Peyton (laughs) and then after that Lucas versus Nathan Ooh, okay so I'm a Peyton fan I always have been a Peyton fan my heart goes to Peyton. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what you're doing right now is patting your heart yes, because, you, because you're a loss just, of words. Yes, I'm at a loss of words. I've, I like Brooke and. So you've so, seen the show all the way through. We won't give any spoilers on yes. this, but you've seen it all the way through. I I've can't remember. Does she get a lot more redeeming qualities as we go on, Brooke? Brooke? Yes. She does? Yes. To where you really like her by the end? Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I, like, I've seen it all the way through, and you definitely grow to like her a lot more in yeah. the ne- coming seasons, but she's kind of hard to like right now because she is, like, head cheerleader, like, just perfect girl that can get with anyone. I honestly think what they did was they, in the pilot, they cast Peyton to be, like, the cheerleader popular girl. Mm-hmm. Brooke wasn't even in the pilot. Yeah. But then what happened was when they started the actual series from episode two and beyond, they realized, like, Peyton is not built to be a cheerleader. She's alternative. She's, like, hipster kind of. She's not built to be that. So they brought Brooke in, who's like, okay, we're going to actually make, like, a real popular cheerleader type Mm -hmm. girl. Yeah. And it's like in season one, they've just been shoehorning her into this, like, typecast. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand. (laughs) I don't get that either. Because... The people who were, like, most... I mean, I went to all-girls Catholic high school. Mm -hmm. People who were most popular were most likable. And I feel like Brooke is a very, like... Polarizing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just... I don't get it. Like, why do people like her? How did she become this popular person? I don't know. All looks. It's all looks. All looks. Yeah. It's all looks. And I think it's a confidence. She carries herself with, like, a lot of confidence. And I think confidence goes a very, very long way. A very long way. Yeah. I guess I just haven't really seen, like, in these teen shows, no one's really, like, not confident. So... That's what's hard to... I'm gonna have to cut this out, but it's, like, a clear distinction on Bachelor in Paradise as well, (laughs) where you have... I was telling you about Dylan and Blake, and you have Blake, who's, like, all the girls are obsessed with him, and then you have Dylan, who can't get a chick to save his life. And in reality, both of them are just as attractive. They're just as tall. They're both, like, probably 6'3". They're both tall dudes. They're both, like, very attractive. But at the end of the day, Blake is just oozing with confidence. And he got more airtime. (laughs) (laughs) And he got more airtime, so that always helps. Um, Okay, so let's get into your thoughts. And then after that, we're going to do tonight on this pod, episodes 14 and 15 of OTH. But first, your thoughts... Go ahead. I've got lots of thoughts. This is on episodes 1 through 13, right? Yes. Just overall thoughts of One Tree Hill. Not necessarily... Like, a few things that I've picked out of the podcast as I've been listening that I either don't necessarily agree with or just I had thoughts on while I I was listening. I hope all of them are things that you disagree with. Most of them are disagreements. Good. Okay. The... First, should I start with like the biggest one first or should I end with that? End with the biggest one. Okay. So, there's one time that you said, well, not one time, you say this all the time. How <laughs> have Lucas and Haley oh my God. never gotten together? Oh my God. So, it, it bothers me so it much. It actually bothers me too that they've never had like one thing, you... like just one kiss, one sliver of like flirting. But what I noticed was like, they kind of are dating just without, like, any kind of sex or yeah, then you're not dating. kissing. But, I mean, like, that's what it is. That's just friendship. <laughs> it's way more flirtatious <laughs> than any friendship I've ever had. Let me, let me just say to that point. So, I actually love their friendship. I really, I really too. like it. And we'll actually see because I thought it came to light in the episodes we're going to do tonight, 14 and 15. Yes. When he was hospitalized after that car wreck. I love their friendship. I love it. My point is if you are 16 and a half and you are in high school and you have two people that are that attractive hanging out all the time, it's completely impossible that one time they wouldn't have hooked up. I know. She's I love too them pretty as fr- and he's too attractive. Like they're, they are. They're just too attractive 
to not have ever gotten together. What'd you think of them making Haley a nerd? She's not a nerd. She's not a She's nerd not, at all. She's not... Well, when I think of nerd, I think, like, chunky glasses, like, suspenders, like, just studying all the time. Mm-hmm. Haley is just smart. Like, she doesn't... I feel like she doesn't yeah. have to study as much. Nerds just go... Like, they don't have any friends. They go home after school and, like, they study. Sorry if you're a nerd out there. <laughs> Sorry to all the nerds. I'm sort of a nerd. nerd. I, I like to go home and do home... Like, get my homework done. But, like... I feel like she doesn't have to study as much. Like, she still goes to these events. She hangs out with... I don't know. She just doesn't seem like a nerd. She's just... She's just smart. I, I, I didn't like that just because she's smart. It's like, oh, let's put her in the nerd category. Because her mannerisms, how she, her charisma, how she acts with other human beings, it's not nerd-like. I feel like TV shows just have to do that, though. I'll also say, her she doesn't have the hair of a nerd. She has <laughs> no. really nice hair. She's that too is... attractive to be a nerd. The way she dresses, she's always wearing those low-rise jeans, too. Like, are, were nerds in 03 wearing low-rise jeans? <laughs> I was three in 03. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I did not watch this show live. I was three when it aired. I watched it as a sophomore, I think, in high school. So, I was about 16. I didn't watch it live, either. I was watching the OC. Because this did come on at the same time as the OC. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to think about. So clearly I didn't watch the OC <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, what's your next thought? Okay. Lucas just looks like he gives great hugs. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what I have to say. He always goes in and he, like, grabs, the, like, the girl's head. I don't know what he looks like giving hugs to a guy. They never show him doing that. But when he hugs, like, his mom or Haley or Brooke, or Peyton, he always, like, grabs the head, and he just looks like he'd give a really good hug. And that is that a, is that is a hot take. God. That's one thing that, like, guys just don't do well. How have I not <laughs> noticed that he's an unreal hugger? You, you'll have to go back and watch. They'll probably do it, not in this episode, but you'll have to watch the next episodes, and when he hugs someone, you just have to see... It's just classic Lucas. Oh, just I'm gonna like, be I'm gonna be looking out for it now. Let me follow up question to that. Okay. How do you feel about hands to the face? Because there's also so I think what a really great hugger is. You're also gonna get a guy who's when he, he's kissing a girl, he like cups it, her yeah face. cups her face. Okay. I don't, I don't like know. that. I don't think I, I don't like it. I don't like to watch that. I don't want the oils on my face. <laughs> You don't want the breakout the next morning? I don't want the oils on my face, but I do think it's nice if you if you have that because I think if you're a great hugger, that is like a very strong quality that you mm-hmm. should have as a guy. Yeah. And most guys well, I shouldn't say most, but what? guys so just don't have I need that to just quality. put this in my back pocket so I okay. can improve my hugging game. <laughs> Do you, is it a, like an extra second long you linger? Yes. Tighten it's, it up a little it's bit. It's like a tighten and you just some guys, like, kind of either puff their chest, not puff their chest out, but, like, just stay straight. Like a, like a one-arm, too? Or yeah. it's like a one-arm side like hug? A, not a side hug. Like, I'm talking, like, full hug. He Both grab, arms. grabs the back of the head. Back of the head. I like that move. It That's feels... a good move, and I've never had a guy do that. But also, these have been really intense moments in One Tree Hill. Like, most of them have been, like, pretty crazy, so that when you give a hug after it, it's like comforting. Like yeah, like you, you know someone's it. there. So the tip for the kids would be when you bring that hug in, like tighten it up mm-hmm. and don't have it just be in the super emotional moments. Do that on everyday hugs. Yeah. Grab the back of the head gently, caressingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> caress the back of the head. Maybe not caress on an everyday hug, but... I wouldn't do it with my mom, but I feel like I could... I, could, I stand to improve my hug game just like in life in general. I don't think okay. I do enough with my okay. hug. So it's a good call out. Okay. That's just cool. No, I lo- that one was dynamite. Okay. That's just pure gold. <laughs> one thing you said that yeah. I completely wholeheartedly disagree with. Yeah. Okay. Is that you think Lucas is gay. <laughs> I do think Lucas is gay. I don't get it because he's really good friends with all these girls. He's got two 10 out of 10s pining all over him. And, like, wishy-washy between them or whatever, and yet, like, never hooking up, what seems like. And so, I'm just like, I think Lucas is gay. Which I also don't get for the girls' part, because 
Are they supposed to be sophomores or juniors in high school for this season? Do uh, we know? Was un- it ever unclear on the timetable? <laughs> they haven't yet named like what their age is. I know they're not freshmen, but they've been going to school together for a very long time. Why is it just now that these two girls are all over Lucas? He's always been there, and he's always been this attractive. Yeah, that's been brought up a few times. Like, where the fuck has Lucas been? In this town of Tree Hill, North Carolina, mm-hmm. hanging out, and ev- it, the town is small. Everyone knows who, who everyone is. So, yep. like, it's weird that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like, Lucas just got on everyone's radar. Yeah. Not only just in the girls' sense, but in the basketball sense, too. Like, you the have The basketball, this, the Dan, like, everything you'd think that... At least known who he was. It. Yeah. So that was why we were saying what they should have done is they should have, like, had this storyline where he didn't live in that town i completely agree with that because that would make so much more sense for yeah everything he moves or back. he like they left when he was little and he moves back so everyone knows who this guy is but they're like oh it's nathan's illegitimate brother like, <laughs> yeah his bastard brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's that's a point i yeah but we've, we've been saying that all along yeah lucas is not gay and never did i think he was gay. You never answered the question. Are you, you answered Peyton versus yes. Brooke, but so you're, you're a Lucas, not Nathan. We'll get back to it. After okay. I go through oh, okay. this, I'll answer. Oh, I'll answer. a little strategy by you. Okay. A little strategy by me. Okay. Okay. One thing I noticed too, this is just general. Deb looks more like Lucas and Karen looks more like Nathan. Oh, interesting. Why would they have the blonde mom go with... Like, it just doesn't make any sense because Dan and Karen both have dark hair. Why would Lucas have this bright blonde hair? So true. And then why... And then Deb and Dan... Deb has blonde hair. Dan has dark hair. We already said that. And they have a dark-haired child. Why did they do it that way? It doesn't make any sense now that I'm thinking about it (laughs) genetically. Now you're just talking genetics. Yep, now I'm talking genetics. I feel like that's just not realistic and the show didn't do a good job of like no resemblance. So I know they cast Lucas first. He's, you know, he's coming off that Hilary Duff movie. So he's hot. He's hot. 2000s. Yeah. um, Yeah. We're talking. What's his name? Chad Michael Murray. Yeah. We're talking. Iconic. Chad Michael Murray, he's hot as fuck. Yes. So, like, it is weird that they didn't just, like, okay, well, we know that this is the only guy who we're definitely casting for sure, and we have to probably nail his mom because, (laughs) that came out (laughs) wrong, we have to get his mom right because if we don't, like, she's, he doesn't have a dad, essentially. Right. So she is the main emotional crux of, like, his entire upbringing and his whole life and all that. Mm-hmm. I have been severely let down by the casting in general that they did with Karen. So I like your point from a genetics perspective, but I also think they let us down with just that Moira Kelly actress. Yeah, is it, like, Moira? Moira? I think it's Moira. Moira. I think she's terrible. I have no connection to her whatsoever. She's yeah. one of my least favorite characters in this entire show. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I I'm like with her. you. I wish they would have just recast the mom. Get a blonde mom in there. Or yeah, just get Deb in. Because I honestly feel like Deb is a pretty good actress. I kind of like Deb. I like Deb too. Yeah, Deb. Deb's kind of like... Iconic mom. Like she's like, well, not iconic, but like not like good mom. But She's just like a standard great mom. Mm-hmm. She Working like cares. mom. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay, so do, like, save your okay. one big one and then do one before one that. One more thing. No, that, most of this actually hasn't even been what you said, but you just haven't brought this up on the pod either. I think it's hilarious how, so, Karen and Deb were both pregnant teens. Like, what, 17, 18 years old. Both got so, pregnant by Dan. For for context, okay. Karen got pregnant at the very end of senior year. So, 17 or 18. She's 18. Okay, 18. Let's call her 18. Deb got pregnant three months later at the beginning of freshman year when Dan went off to college at North Carolina. So, she's probably also 18 or just turned 19. Okay. So, they're very... They're teenage pregnancy. And oh, yeah. yeah. They know all of the parents from high school. Yeah. All of these kids' parents yeah. were in the same grade or same class as them in high school. Yeah. But their teenage pregnancy was, like, blown up. 
I just don't understand because I, none of my friends, and when I was, I mean, I'm 19, so 17 or 18, none like of us being, were pregnant Yeah, it'd be like one school. of your friends being pregnant right now. No, it'd be like all of my friends being pregnant right now and sending our kids off to high school in 18 years. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Like yeah. all of these kids' parents as like seven, wow. 16 and 17 year olds wow. know the other parents. What a nit to pick. Yeah, that's so true because whenever they're, when they're initially trying to get Karen in with like the PTO group of like moms of the basketball team members, they all remember her. That's a good point from high school. The only thing I can think, the only like maybe saving grace caveat to this is Mm -hmm. what if they were a couple years older and so they have kids on the team who are like seniors, but that would... I don't know the age of Lucas and Nathan right now. They would have to be like sophomores or maybe juniors. But even then, that's still saying that they're all getting pregnant in college. Yeah. That just all doesn't that just yeah. doesn't happen like that. No like, serious fuck up by Mark Schwann <laughs> and the writing staff on OTA. You really need to look up the writer. I do because let's I have no look it up now. There's no Wi Fi. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I will just say, I will look that up at some point um, in preparation. After for this pop- episode, we I'll will look, it, look up. it up and we will get the writer and we will pound him and not Mark Schwann. <laughs> well, we can't completely not pound Mark Schwann because... He did... Was he the producer? He was the creator of the show who was sexually harassing all those ladies. Oh. Whoa. So the reason why Peyton that. left the show after season six yeah. is because... <laughs> No, I'm not cutting this out. You're not cutting this out? Why? Spoiler alert. No. I've already said that. People know. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm not cutting that um, Okay, let me... This isn't a spoiler, because we're only going to do season one of One Tree Hill. That's it? Maybe a That's first so couple. <laughs> I don't know. Here's all I'll say. Peyton leaves after season six. The reason why she left is because of the sexual harassment from Mark Schwann, the creator and director of the show. And she said it wasn't just physical sexual harassment. It was every single day emotional sexual harassment Mm, as well. Did not know that. Yeah. So that's why she left. And then uh, Sophia Bush confirmed it, that it was like a toxic working environment with him. Mm. So I'm not afraid to like throw stones at him. Okay. Throw stones at Mark Schwann. Let's do that. But we should figure (laughs) out who the writer is because the writer has been dreadful. The writing in this show just not casual conversation you'd have between friends or parents or anything. It's you... all very structured and not realistic. So we've talked about it's great storylines, not great writing. Oh, yeah. It's very different from Friday Night Lights, which I thought was unreal writing. Friday Night Lights is writing. You watch Friday Night Lights. I think I maybe watched the first few episodes, but I just didn't get into it. What a miss. I know. I'll I'll get into it. <clears throat> it. It's on my list. I have a list of a bunch of shows I need to watch. It's on the list. Because it's the greatest teen drama sh- series of all time. Okay. Even last... over the OC. The, okay, so the... The OC is like classic for you because that yes. was like your yeah, show. Yeah, that was my okay. show when I was in high school. But if I'm just looking at actual quality, Friday Night Lights is the tops. It's the okay. best. Best writing, best acting best like maybe cinematography that's, maybe that's why i don't like it it's actually good <laughs> because it's a really <laughs> yeah. good quality show and yeah. i like the trash tv <laughs> okay what's your last biggest point? my last biggest point that you always say on the podcast and it just a lot of people have agreed with you but i'm coming from the teens okay so okay. this is like yeah. i did a poll of my friends and of teens in general yeah yeah this is good get a we pulse we think nathan is attractive. You mm. always say that acne Nathan... and all. You like the acne? Okay, acne comes with being a teenager, which is why he's the only one who is a teenager. That's why all of these other people don't have acne. Hey, I'm not gonna acne shame. I had a lot of acne growing <laughs> up as a teen, so I don't mind it. Okay, so yeah. you love Nathan over Chad. So. I watched the show for Chad, but I am, like, an all-time Nathan lover. Like, I just love Nathan. I, I think Nathan is in that Sophia Bush category of as you go on in the series, you love him. Season one, I when I as I was re-watching it, not as good. Like, he's not as good of a person. He's typecast He gets so much better. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. even at the, like, halfway through this season, he's just, like, 
good guy and then like rest of the series like he's just yeah there's really not there's not many flaws <laughs> no i look i love nathan i i will say i hated him but i really think that the relationship with Haley has made me love him a lot like their I relationship love it. is goals it goals hashtag just goals hashtag goals so i just wanted to say as like i did the poll now, okay, let's let let me just ask. Yeah. We're going straight looks because we know personality-wise, with all the Haley stuff, we start to like him, and as the series series goes on, we like him a lot. Just from a looks perspective, you're going still Nathan. Me? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm That's a Lucas fan <laughs> based on looks. Yeah. But I don't like it when you say that Nathan is this like ugly person because he's i just think he's so attractive so you're going 1a hotness wise chad Mm -hmm. 1b nathan yes and i have my friends who have i texted them all this i was like you have to Mm. i was like i need what is get a pulse you got to get a pulse of the other teens yeah i wanted you're pulsing teen nation Yeah. Teen Nation, yes. Right. I just wanted to know that I'm not the only one thinking this because you had a lot of people come on here and agree with you. No, so. look, those people who I've had come on are mostly around my age. That's what I'm saying. Age. I wanted to get the yeah. teens. So like, get the pulse. What's so, the pulse? Overall, everyone said yes, he's attractive. But most of the people on that list, like I'd say probably half, have seen the show. And know who Nathan is. So everyone who had seen the show was like, oh my gosh, yes. I love Nathan. He's so attractive. Yeah. So it was more of like, they knew his character too. Mm-hmm. The people who didn't know him were more hesitant to say yes. They were like, oh, he's kind of good looking, mm. but he's not hot or super attractive. But I got the hots and super attractive from people who've seen the show. Interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're tying some emotional baggage. They like... I think they're probably seeing the relationship with Haley. They're getting all the context of like just empathizing all the shit he's had to deal with with his dad and like feeling bad for yes. him and all that stuff and that he still came out as not that bad of a guy. Mm-hmm. And like he's super athletic and good at basketball. Yeah. So it's like fucking points. Yeah, it's right not there. like the Lucas who's pretending like he can dribble a ball. <laughs> Have you know Okay, this is another good question. I notice it because, you know, I'm a baller. Yeah, I'm you're a baller. baller. I'm a baller. <laughs> and I, if I see like a, you know, a little minute thing of something in basketball, I can like call it out immediately. Mm-hmm. From a girl perspective, are you noticing how bad he is at basketball? So, first time around watching it, no. But that's because I was like total Lucas fan, especially mm-hmm. first time. I didn't know Nathan and I didn't know like... Yeah. That he was going to become essentially a good guy. Yeah. So, I was completely on Lucas's side. So, I was like, oh, yeah, he's so good at basketball. But it was probably because... You don't know much about I don't know anything. Yeah. And I'm not a huge basketball person. So, like, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah. Like, you keep calling out, like, nine-foot baskets and all of this stuff. Oh, God. It's so clear (laughs) that they're playing on eight and a half feet. Yeah. So, I'd never noticed that kind of stuff but that's because I haven't been around basketball. But second time around watching it and having someone else point it out, like, as listening to the podcast, now I'm like, oh, wow, it's clear that they cast Nathan because he could play basketball. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And they cast Lucas because he was the hot shot of the 2000s. He was. Okay, last question, then we'll get into episodes 14 and 15. Yes. How do you feel about Lucas's soul patch? Because you're saying he's a super hot guy? I hate the soul patch. I'm not... What is Okay, that? well, here's the thing. I'm not a facial hair person. Yeah, so you like a clean shave. I like clean shave or five o'clock shadow at the most. Right. Anything longer than that needs to be gone. So you're not so. into hipster guys. Hipster guys with like a big, huge beard. No, hate, or, hate it. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. Like, it hurts me to see that. <laughs> what is the what is the rationale? Just you don't like the aesthetic look, yeah, or you don't I just like don't... it. You don't want it like on you. For me, I just don't think they're as attractive. Okay, that's a personal opinion. I know many people will disagree with me. Right. Okay. So you, but the actual soul patch. The soul patch. No not a fan of, especially as a high school student. If you're trying to play him off as a high school student, like, I, yeah, he, he doesn't look. 
16 years no. old with a soul patch. Chad is definitely 25 or older in this, when, when he's doing this show. It's so, so fucking clear. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that was the big, those were all No, of those the are things. great. Those are great thoughts. There was a couple nuggets in there that like, like I'm definitely now going to be looking out for how Lucas hugs. Mm-hmm. I'm for sure going to be checking in on that. And then what was the other one you said that. The parents' ages. Uh, yeah, the parent... That one, I, I've i never noticed that, and that's so true. Like, what the fuck? And this is, like, again, second time go around. Like, I didn't really think of anything of it the first time, but now that I'm watching it, I'm like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like, no, why it doesn't. are they shaming these people for, like, getting pregnant during high school when obviously they did the same they thing? They all got pregnant in <laughs> high school. <laughs> Literally all the fucking parents got pregnant in high school. Because all of their kids are the same age. Yeah. Just makes no sense. Okay. Love it. Love it. Great stuff. Great preparation by you. Perfect amount of prep. (laughs) Should we now get into episodes 14 and 15? Yes. Episode 14 titled, I Shall Believe. What it should be titled is Lucas is just sitting in a hospital bed unconscious for the entirety of the episode and nothing really happens. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it's, what we should call it. was it. awful because, like I said, I'm a... So, to answer your question of if I'm a Lucas or Nathan fan, Lucas. Okay, yeah. That was a very long, Even after... Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't you never <laughs> So, I am a Lucas fan. Okay. So, him not being in this episode at all, he was just laying there, yeah. not doing anything. It was tough. It was, like, heart-wrenching. Yeah. I was just like, oh. So, we find out... He's not dead. He's not dead. He's in a coma. <laughs> I don't think he is in a, it's, I don't know if it's a coma or like, it's just, they have so many fucking episodes. Cause this is back in 2003 when you would do 27 hour long episodes to fill up like, you know, CW or AB, oh, ABC. It's not like now when all the shows are 12 episode Netflix series or whatever for your season, it's 27 hour long episodes. So you've got. To have some filler episodes where it's just like, okay, Lucas isn't in this. We're going to develop Karen and Mm -hmm. Keith and the Brooke characters a little more. And that's going to be the entire episode. Yeah. So Lucas, at the end of episode 13, when we last were on the pod, he flatlined. He's fucking flatlined. and He's crashing. We didn't. He's crashing. We weren't sure if he was fucking dead. Turns out he's not dead. He's just in this like semi-coma slash he's sleeping for a couple days, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean... As a Grey's Anatomy and nursing student, like, Mm. Grey's Anatomy fan, this just is how, like, after surgery, a lot of times people will have a while before they wake up. It's not going to be, like, an hour or, like, taking a nap. It's normally, like, could be days. And that's normal. Like, it's not... Okay. That's not anything irregular. So we should not pick any nits with the fact that he's been unconscious for two or three days. Yeah, that's like, that's pretty normal, especially if this was like a really, really serious accident, which it seems like it was, but some serious accidents are like someone literally drowning and he was crashing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not uncommon. That's good to know. Um, I feel a little better on this entire episode than being of Lucas unconscious. Um, let's play a clip. Let's get a clip in here of Karen. There's a lot of Karen and Keith in this episode, and I knew this was going to happen. I fucking called it out on the last podcast where I was saying they essentially showed that Keith had been drinking before the car wreck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Lucas and Keith were going to the airport to pick up Karen. They get into a wreck, and then I could just tell the cops were asking a lot of questions about, were you drinking, sir, for Mm -hmm. Keith? Because he had a couple fucking beers. It was probably two. Two max. And it annoyed the shit out of me. So let's play a clip of Karen getting pissed at Keith when she gets back. Were you drinking tonight? Karen. Were you? I wasn't drunk. That's not what I asked you. Were you drinking before you drove Lucas? Yes, but... I trusted you. I want you to leave. It just, it annoys the fuck out of me because I knew that this was going to happen and we have been waiting 18 years for Keith and Karen (laughs) to hook up. Yeah. That, by the way, that relationship makes the least amount of sense. I agree with that because why has he not 
had the balls to just ask her out or literally, like, he's literally there all the time. He never Basically got drunk. Basically being he Lucas's dad. He never got drunk and tried to hook up with her once. I know. In 18 years. Except for this season, apparently. This guy was in the, <laughs> the delivery room when she had her son and has essentially been his de facto fake dad for the last 18 years. Mm-hmm. And at no point. Wouldn't you think from her perspective, that would be like an attractive thing, I don't like understand how it, could, how it went 18 years. Wouldn't you think if you're Karen, though, you're going, wow, this guy is like my best friend. He's been essentially helping me raise this kid for mm-hmm. 18 years. Wouldn't you think that that would like, you know, you were already talking about how all your friends are emotionally tied to Nathan and that made you Nathan fans. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you think if you're Karen, that would make you a Keith fan? Yeah. And you would be like attracted to him because of all that emotional stuff? Again, the plot hole of like, they just need, needed to have Lucas and Karen move away for a while and they just returned like coming back to Trio. Yeah. Because that just would fill in all of these plot holes. (sighs) Essentially, though, now we realize we're going to have to wait another fucking 18 years <laughs> for Keith and Karen to hook up. Like, God yeah. damn. Uh, it just annoys me because, look, Karen's what? 35? Yeah. Well, not even. She'd be 34. Okay. She's 34? If Lucas is 16. I'd love episode. for Karen to grow the fuck up. If your son gets into an accident, I understand that you're going to be pissed at Keith because he was driving that vehicle. But once you find out that Keith was simply going through a green arrow and someone T-boned him through mm-hmm. a red arrow, she's putting all the blame on Keith and it's insane to me. I, know. I would dial it I was, down a little bit, Karen. Karen? Yeah, I was just really annoyed because you'd think that after 18 years of her having him help raise Lucas... And, like, she literally left for six weeks. Like, it's... She has been gone. I want to put another clip in to that point you just said. Because, little context before that clip, we okay. find out that Dan actually mm-hmm. saved Lucas's life. Yes. When, brought him to the hospital. Yep. So, carried him. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have made it if Dan was hadn't been there to bring him to the hospital. Correct. So, now, let's play this clip of Lucas, all 16 and a half years old of him, actually giving a rationale to Karen, his mom, which I actually think makes complete sense. Here it is. I don't get it. You know, Dan does one decent thing and you cut him some slack. And yet, Keith makes one mistake and you cut him out. Exactly what you're saying. Like, he said, Dan does one nice thing and you, like, went there and forgave him and you're cool with him now all of a sudden after 18 years of shittiness. Right. He hasn't provided for his kid whatsoever in the brother of Dan. I've been here the entire time helping you raise your kid. I stayed with him for six weeks while you were in Italy doing your cooking thing and someone T-bones me in the middle of the stupid street and I get all the blame for it. It's insane. I love that clip because to to what you were just talking about, it's like, look, Keith has done 18 years of awesomeness, essentially stepping in having no sex and raising a kid while having no sex and did had one mistake where he wasn't even technically drunk. His legal, he was at like 0.07. Mm-hmm. So right. he, he's wasn't not even, even above the legal limit. No. So, so yes, I he get, was, he had a few beers, mm-hmm. but like he didn't get a DUI and it wasn't his fault. So even with all that, let's just assume it's a fuck up by him and a mistake. You're not going to forgive Keith, Karen. And I, she was so quick to forgive Dan, which also he did approve like the surgery and everything because he is technically Lucas's dad. So he approved the surgery, which was yeah. like part of it. Yeah. But shouldn't that just be like a good Samaritan thing? Like if you see someone who was in a car crash and they're not responding, wouldn't you at least call nine like call nine one one? If that were like me, I'd probably drive someone to the hospital if it looked that bad. Like, that's not even, like, a dad thing. It's more of, like, being a good person. Look, that's just Dan being Dan. Yeah. I love Dan. <laughs> Dan has grown in, on me. <laughs> I am all in on Dan now. I Okay, let's save Dan for a second because okay. I want to we'll go get, all in we'll on, him. on him. Let's just finish off this point on Karen and Keith first. Last thing I'll just say on Keith is 
in his favor is he also paid the entire hospital bill. Right, because he felt so guilty about it. Like, and Karen was still mad at him for it. She so, went in and was like, I'm going to pay you back and getting so irritated that he paid for the bills. And Keith is like, Lucas is basically my kid. <laughs> well, I would do anything for him. <laughs> she couldn't afford it. She literally could not afford to pay the bills. So Keith paid it. And the price that he paid for paying all of those bills is he literally blew through all of his financial like savings and everything mm-hmm. that he had yeah. to the point where now he has to sell his business right. because he paid those bills. Mm-hmm. And Karen is still getting pissed at him. I hate Karen. So <laughs> for this week, Karen, you are getting it. The MCITW of the week. It's going to you, Karen. That is the Maris Cooper is the worst of the week. Brought to you by Wicklowware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Where? Be free and explore. Get all your after-gear at Wicklowware.com. Type in the promo code VL at checkout. Get 10% off your order. VL swag, $30 on the baseball tee, $20 on the tank. Leah has one. Fits like a soft-ass glove. You love it. I love it. I was waiting for that moment in this podcast. Yeah. it goes. It goes to fucking Karen. You fucking (laughs) suck, Karen. I Look, fun fact about Karen. I just want to also (laughs) toss this in because I saw this. Do you know that the reason why she had to go to Italy for six weeks was she was pregnant? You know, I didn't know that, but I'm not surprised because they do that with a lot of characters on TV shows. Like, they'll make them. One show I saw, she had to go on jury duty, and it was, like, the super high intense thing where she had to be gone for so long. And I was like, huh, why isn't that actress, like, in this really at all? It's just weird to me. Yeah. And then you look it up, and it's like, oh, she was pregnant. (laughs) It's either that or, like, they did this in Friday Night Lights where Tim just, like, left for half a season. It's because he was off filming a shitty movie. So, like, they, they'll do it like, oh, you're pregnant or, oh, you're off filming a movie. So, you're we're just going to write it into the story that you had to go. Because I did think it was weird. I was like, they're already making her bounce for, like... That's true. But I also Italy? thought, like, that, was, that wasn't that was a bad writing. Like, that was pretty good to have her leave. And no, have, yeah, totally. Like, pro I, to the writers on this one, I thought it was a good cover-up to have, like, Keith come in. You didn't even notice that she was gone. Like, really? Because who well, likes Karen anyway? If... The writers want to do us a favor and have Karen just go live in Italy for the rest of the <laughs> show and go to k- cooking school for, like, 17 years. I'd be fine with it. Which kind of happens later on. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Karen, you get it. A B for an Explore, brought to you by Wicklowware. <laughs> okay, should we zag? Let's get off Karen and Keith. Let's okay. get into... Let's just move off of episode 14, because honestly, it's all just about Lucas in the hospital. There's really nothing going on except Karen yelling at everyone. Yeah. So the the other things that just... Well, I'll, I'll list these out quick, just so we have talking points as we move into episode 15. Okay. Dan and Karen are officially, like, getting a divorce. That Not happens. Dan and Karen. Fuck. <laughs> God. You know, it should be Dan and Karen. That would make more sense as we talked about. <laughs> Dan and Deb. Dan and Deb are talking divorce. Are talking divorce. There's been a lot of people coming in to visit Lucas in the hospital, like making sure he's okay. Brooke has been in there. Brooke has been messing it up with Karen. Yeah. Being Lucas's girlfriend and having not met Karen, she's really screwing it up in this episode. And Peyton is looking like the good Let's. The, yeah, let's just get into Brooke as we move into episode 15. Suddenly everything has changed. And Lucas, at the very beginning, breaks up with Brooke. Mm-hmm. Right when he wakes up, gets out of the hospital, he breaks up with her. Well, Brooke, like, was already at his house right from the hospital. She's... Feng Shui'd his room. That was which so was... <laughs> If someone creepy. ever did that to my room... I would just don't know what I would so say. So explain what she did to his room when he got back from the hospital. Everything was rearranged. His bed is normally against the wall and it was like cornered out. It was so weird. It wasn't she against the wall. She put a bunch wall, of plants in there. Bunch of plants. Just, I don't really know anything about feng shui or how the room is supposed to affect like mood and healing and everything. <laughs> but she was very into all of that. And you see it later in fifth the episode, um, in episode 15, that she like searched this herbal tea and like did all this stuff even after they were broken up like she's just very in the holistic feeling (laughs) do less brooke fuck i mean 
Everything she's doing is just stage five clinger psychopath status. Mm-hmm. Like, if I came back from the hospital, the only thing I'm thinking is, like, thank God. I get in my own bed, mm-hmm. my comfortable setting, in my room. I'm no longer in a hospital hooked up to all these machines. And, like, I can just relax, watch TV, hang out. And I go back, and I, now I don't even get that. Mm-hmm. It's all different. It's not your sense of comfort of being in your own room. It's really awkwardly in the middle of the room. It just, I would not have, no one would have liked that. So honestly, I'm not shocked that he broke up with her. I'm not either. I'd break up with her just simply the fact that she rearranged my entire room when I got back from the hospital. That's, you would do that just based on that one thing. Yes. Wow. Yes. Fuck that. (laughs) That is so insane to me. I would be so annoyed. I, minimally, I would just immediately tell her, get the fuck out. Like, fucking leave. I have, like, 10% strength right now, and I'm going to use all that 10% strength to literally pitch every single one of these stupid ficuses that you have sitting in here now, and I am going to just... Now I need to use 10% of the only strength I have to move everything back the way I had it before. Yeah. But I have He OCD. doesn't do it. <laughs> he doesn't end up doing it. I wouldn't do it. I'm so... I would have been so tired... From being in a car crash, literally my heart stopped working and they had to bring me back to life and my shoulder is all weird. I don't remember what happened, I guess. His shoulder's fucked up. Just, yeah, something with his shoulder. Dislocated shoulder. Yeah, then you have to go through the stress of trying to get your room back to the way you want it to be, like. Yeah. So when he breaks up with her, he, he offers essentially no rationale. Yeah. I mean. It's the clear. feng shui. It's the yeah, he should have said feng shui, <laughs> or he could have just said, "Hey, I'm doing this because I'm obsessed with Peyton." <laughs> but he did say he's talked to Peyton about it. Peyton and him want to tell her together. Okay, this is something I don't understand at all. If you are breaking up with a girl, that's just on you, guy. Mm-hmm. Like the, Lucas has to man the fuck up and mm-hmm. break up with her. Yeah, give her reasons and then break up with her. The fact that, like, they're waiting for this right moment where Peyton can also join in on that conversation is ridiculous to me. That's not a three-person conversation. Lucas needs to just sack the fuck up, have the shitty conversation with Brooke, break Mm -hmm. up with her, and then it's done. I feel like it's worse if they would have brought Peyton into it. Like, And we see that in this episode that it doesn't end up going... No. Like, Lucas and Peyton seeing Brooke and, like, talking about it. It never goes that way when you try and plan it. And it would just make her feel... I feel like it would make Brooke feel a hundred times worse if Peyton was there, too. I would feel so much worse. Okay, so let me put myself in in the teen shoes. Okay. I'm I'm Brooke. Mm -hmm. But I'm a guy. (laughs) Lucas is a girl. She shows up to break up with me with one of my best friends... And I have to sit there as not only the girl I'm into is breaking up with me, but telling me, hey, hey, we wanted to both tell you together. I've been hooking up with Steve, your best friend. So I wanted Steve to be here with me. If you think about it with your own, in your own friend group, it's, it's awful. A hundred times worse. I would now I'm now if I'm Brooke, I'm like, okay, now there's two people I will never talk to again the rest of my life. (laughs) Yeah. Ever. Like, fuck both of you. And they're like my best friends. Like how? Yeah. So it's like you're losing a best friend and a boyfriend. So that's why if I'm Brooke, it it sucks because it's not just you're losing one, you're losing two things. I did say that in my notes. I was like, just poor Brooke. That's all I have to say is poor Brooke. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. I mean, she deserves it. She honestly deserves it, but she Yeah, I was like, doesn't. I never really liked you, but I was like, it's I didn't tough. really want this for yeah. you, even though I didn't like you. It's not good. Um, let's, uh, I just want to, last fun fact about that. Do you know that Brooke and Chad, Were Michael, married? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that's what you were going to say. Sorry. How weird is that? That's, I feel like that's... Well, they got divorced. During the show. They were married for a year. Yeah, so they got married, though, not in, it must have been, like, season three, because it was yes. married, they got married in 2005. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, it's not rare, be, well, the married thing is, but it's not rare because Seth and Summer dated in real life for the first couple seasons of The O.C., then broke up and still had to film two more seasons. Right. That's what hap- just happened in Riverdale. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Who was together in that? Um, I 
can't think. I mean, Cole Sprouse and then the girl who plays Betty. Who's that? Cole Sprouse. Yeah. <sighs> that is. That's not one of the two. Zach That's and not Cody. Chuck. That is like. You... Okay, so it wasn't one of the two main characters. I mean, it's it's Jughead. Oh, okay. Jughead so, and yeah, Betty. That's what I was Jughead and Betty were dating. Dating in real life. They literally just broke up maybe two, a week or two ago. Uh, what season are we on? Three? We're on season three, and I think they were... They, they now dated? have to do season four, and in the show, spoiler alert, they are dating. <laughs> well, yeah, they gotta be professionals, I guess. Time I mean, to... I, it seemed like it was, like, fine, not, like, a awful breakup, but I guess you can't really... I mean, I guess people don't really say if it's an awful breakup in Hollywood. I don't know. Just another thing. It's a good fun fact. I love good it. Good fun fact. Well, not uncommon for people to date. No. actors in the show well let me just say that that it isn't weird because if you think about it i there's some stat i should probably have looked it up but there's some stat that like 65 percent of people who are married met like at work okay. i don't know the ex- don't quote me on that exact percent but there's something like that and it's all just because you're physically trapped with people so like you're forced to get to know people and everything like that and that's for just... most of your day too it's yeah. five days a week most of the time like so it makes sense that like these people that are acting together are dating and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and it just like people doing work but okay are you ready for a song i'm ready for a song and finally the silence This song's playing, it's entitled Come On by Ben Jelen. <laughs> ben Jelen. Yeah, this, this is a great song. So, I just wanted to play this song because it's playing when Lucas and Peyton are just like hanging out in the background. It's interesting because watching this back, it's like, it's like one of those things, if this song was playing in the background of any like innocuous hangout I was just having with just like a friend or whatever of the opposite sex, it would be impossible to not fall in love with that person. Yes. Yeah. So the, the crazy thing, the reason I want to play this song is because it's so crazy. You're essentially rooting right now because songs like this are playing in the background when Peyton and Lucas are hanging out. You're essentially rooting for cheaters to get together. Right. Okay. So I have something to say about this. He's being really creepy. <laughs> Which, granted, she does have that webcam and she does yeah. choose... Let's just get into that webcam. She chooses to have, have it on like all the time. Well, hold on. Before we get into that webcam, just... Okay. So that song's playing and it was just interesting to me because it just made me think like, man, I really would love to have just background music playing in my life at all times because like it would really change (laughs) the dynamic of the situation if you had music playing at all times. Right. It really can change it. It probably would. Okay. So you had some thoughts on Peyton's webcam. I do. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. Why would you want someone always looking at what you're doing? Even, like, she's just sitting at her desk in this episode, drawing. Yeah. And we can, and Lucas is, like, IMing her, instant messaging her. How'd you feel about that, seeing instant messenger? That is a throwback to grade school. (laughs) Did you have that? Did you use that? Yeah, but not really instant messenger. It was, like, we all got Gmails, because Gmails were, like, the only thing that we could all have. We would have to go home. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have laptops. We had our family computer. <laughs> oh god, I didn't know you were around for these family computers. Oh yeah, days we had a family computer. So I didn't have anything of my own electronically. So I had to go home and I got a Gmail and you can direct message people on Gmail like if they're on too. Oh, we did it all on AIM instant messenger. So it would be the same thing. You go on your family computer and then you would just have a buddy list of everyone's oh. screen name. So as soon as you got home from grade school, everyone would go online and then you would just talk on AIM. But what's oh. weird in this in this scene is that Peyton is doing that with Lucas, a very 2003 thing, so mm-hmm. I don't blame them for the technologies. Right, yeah. But, again, turn the webcam That's off. why I just don't understand. Like, she always has this thing going. Why does she constantly have it going? She can never keep anything to herself if she has it going. 
going all the time. No, because she's essentially white light. Like, Lucas gets back from the hospital, and he's like, hey, I want to come over. I want to come over. Let me come over. And she's, like, telling... She's typing on AIM, like, no, it, I'm working on stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's clearly, like, she's white lying. Or, but he can see on the webcam that she's yeah. lying. She's, she's sitting in front of her webcam. Just move. Go down in your kitchen and draw or do whatever you were doing. You don't even have to be there if you're, like, if you say you're busy or working on something. Literally leave or turn the camera away. She's just not smart about the whole webcam just thing. turn the camera <laughs> off and then you can type on AIM. Like, you can type on AIM and if you want to, like, white lie to Lucas that you're not trying to hang out and just draw, you can do that without him seeing the lie on your fucking face. <laughs> yeah. Like, Peyton, it hurt. Just think things through. Yeah, then, think things through. Yeah, so then it's a good thing for the show. Because yeah. they can get a lot of drama from it. But it sucks for all the characters. <laughs> totally. How much does 2003 technology slash cell phones frighten you? Frighten me? Like, yeah. yeah. All your communication now, what would you say? Is it all mostly Snapchat and Instagram? It's a lot of texting So and Snapchat. Are you never, like, It's calling? a lot of social media. Um... Not friends, unless I'm, like, meeting up with someone and, like, can't find them. It's not like a, can, let's hang out. Or, like, just, just let's text. chat. Like, let's just talk. If I'm talking or need to tell, like, a story, I call. I'll FaceTime. Okay. But I think that's the biggest difference is the insane amount of communication that you're doing, like, over Snapchat and Instagram. It's That's just more of, like, a, there's some pictures. I yeah. feel like if I want to have a conversation with someone... It needs to be over texting because a lot of the times I'll go back to it and you can't do that on Snapchat and Instagram. No one texts like no one. You don't DM much on Instagram? Unless I see a funny, funny post oh, that I think yeah. my friend will think is funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just, I, there's a couple more things and then we'll wrap it up. I just want to get some Dan in. Okay. Cause I feel like I have like really come around on Dan and, uh, He's a clear villain. He's a clear right. Like dick. you're not like, gonna like Dan because he's a good person. You're gonna like him because he adds a lot. Because no one's like this in real life. <laughs> I just I love Dan is so entertaining. Constant comic relief. Like he is a villain, a horrible, horrible human being. But he, I am finding myself laughing at like every single thing that comes out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, in this episode, uh, he goes full on into blackmailing Nathan to live with him. Mm-hmm. That, that was, was tough. That was tough. I just think it's funny because Haley was with him, and she's like, let's look up all your legal rights in this kind of scenario. Yeah. Which no one would do, I no. feel like. And granted, Nathan's scenario probably would never happen. I mean, Nathan's options are just, they're difficult because it's like... His mom, the thing that Dan is insinuating the whole time in this episode is that she's got a lot of baggage in her past that Mm -hmm. Nathan, like Dan, will spill the beans on. And that's how he's blackmailing Nathan to go live with him is he's like, look, if you don't come live with me, son, I'm going to like tell you and everyone all this shit about your mom Mm -hmm. that she does not want to come out. So much so that Deb lets... Nate go with Dan. Like, she does not want it to get out. Do you remember what the shit is? I can't remember. There, no, but there is something that comes out. And it's eventually. legit. It's legit, but not, like, I honestly... If Nathan found out, it wouldn't be like, oh, I gotta go live with my dad now because my mom's a psychopath. This came out. No, it's just the fact that, like, now it's been, like, built up. Yeah. Like, now that it's gonna seem, it's gonna seem like a big deal, even though it's... Probably not that big of a deal. So Nathan decides that he's going to go live with his dad seven and a half minutes away at the beach house. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right. So not super shocked. Your final thoughts on Dan. You know, you've seen this series all the way through. Seen it all the way through. I don't. Do you appreciate him? him? I don't hate him as much as I did while watching season one. Okay. All the way through. You kind of you can appreciate his character. Okay. Eventually. They give him enough, like, okay, here's how we got here scenes of, like, context. Kind of. I feel like Dan has very high moments, and, like, his highs are very high, and his lows are very low. (laughs) Yeah, they are low. Yeah. They're very low, and you want to, like, 
punch his gut something. Like, you just yeah. want to yeah. swing at him. But there are a few... Redeeming qualities. Some redeeming qualities that people, some people would just be like, that's just what a normal person would do. But for Dan, it's a redeeming quality. <laughs> yeah, Dan's just so extreme. He does everything to the extreme. Right. Um, okay, so last thing I want to just do is I want to play a clip slash song because this is the first time we get Haley as a singer. I was here for that moment. Yeah, because, because that becomes a big that is part. Like a major plot point that we will see throughout the rest of the series is yeah. that she is a fantastic singer. Yeah, she is a really good singer, and, and again, I can't remember much about this series, but I do remember like Haley and her and her music is a big, big part mm-hmm. of like this series yes. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Causes a lot of drama. Yeah, and it's it doesn't go away. I love Haley. Haley's great. Haley's the best. Like, just she is a good singer, and she's just like a really wholesome person. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to Haley. Yeah, I like. I do like that. I look. I love the storyline of like the either the girl or the guy gets a girl or a guy who's out of their league. Yeah, and I like that element of like Haley is. I know they're, I don't think she is, but they're portraying her as a nerd and she got the big popular basketball star. Uh-huh. And I just like that dynamic a lot. I really like the dynamic of having like a really good person try, like change someone for the better. Oh, which yeah. Really, I have to blame One Tree Hill and all these dramas for setting like unrealistic expectation of guys <laughs> for me. <laughs> Because this doesn't happen in real life, but it's really, it's so entertaining and, like, fun to watch. So, what do you mean, what what aspect doesn't happen in real life? The aspect of, like, someone d- turns you into, like, a better human being? Mm-hmm. Yes. That and you're dating kind of thing? Yeah. Just, like, you can't change. People don't Shows change. Shows like this make it seem like people can just change super easily. And we see that with, like, Nathan. Yeah. But... It's just so unrealistic to, I mean, it's just so unrealistic. People don't, I, I, I feel like people don't drastically change. Like you kind of are who you are. You, you are who you are and you don't really deviate much from that. But what I think, I think they're just making it extreme a little bit with Haley and Nathan. I think the point is that they're trying to make is that you should be with someone who does bring out better qualities of you more often. Oh, that's a good point. So like. It's a TV show, so they got to make it seem like Haley's just turned Nathan into this completely different human being. He was a <laughs> massive dick, and all of a sudden he's like a really upstanding citizen. Yeah. I don't think it's that extreme, but I do think like the point of Haley's good for him because she brings out the good yeah. more often than she brings out the shittiness. That's a good point that I never thought of. So I got a podcast on the teens. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. That's a good point that, like, you want to find someone where you bring out the good qualities. Yeah. Okay, uh, so maybe not super unrealistic, but still... You just haven't you just haven't gotten there yet in no. life. Yeah. Especially in high school. Like, high school, like, never happened. You're just... You're still waiting on your Nathan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Still waiting on my Nathan. Okay, so speaking of Nathan, who is an MVP in your mind... Yes. And I'll give you a second to think about this. Okay. Pat's not here, okay. so he always gives an MVP at the end of these episodes. If you had to just pick an MVP, the the guy or girl who was churning the most storylines, delivering the most dynamic, good stuff for episodes 14 and 15 that you just watched, who would you say mm. was delivering the most? I honestly, I think I'm going to have to say Nathan. He was the one who was there for Lucas. He got Lucas to wake up. Got Lucas to wake up. That's right. We didn't say that. He got Lucas to wake up and Haley was so set on not going to see Lucas because they were fighting. Mm Mm-hmm. 
he even said this in the next episode that he went because he knew that she want like she would have wanted to be there but they were fighting so he went in place of Haley for yeah. that and he gets Haley to sing which like we said is a major plot point that comes out so I'm gonna have to give this MVP to Nathan. Look, it's only fitting because you came in here just raving about how the biggest fuck-up that we've had on this podcast <laughs> has been how we have not been all in on Nathan. Yeah. So I think it is perfect that you're going to choose the MVP as Nathan for your podcast I appearance. think it's a big, in the, these two episodes, it is a big turning point for Nathan to not be just thinking of, like, himself. He was really, oh, yeah. He was totally. really pushing for Haley to, like, get out of her comfort zone with the song and I don't know. No, it was perfect because it was like he knew that Haley and Lucas were really good friends and she means a lot to him. So the fact that she never visited him in the hospital, he knew that that was a problem. And mm-hmm. I think too, what we were just talking about, it is clearly like Nathan is becoming a better guy because now instead of being a narcissistic piece of shit, he is like thinking about other people other than himself and doing what's best for Haley, even though he doesn't really like Lucas that much. No, it's good. I love that MVP. Yeah, I think that's it. So let's wrap it there. I'm going to put in some Bachelor in Paradise music because that's what we're going to go watch right now. This is the intro music for Bachelor in Paradise. So we'll tell the kids. Kids, you sleep tight. You tuck on in. You have a really good night's sleep. Kids, and... Clear eyes, full eyes full hearts do less kids You can follow us on Instagram at Vicarious Living Podcast and listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You know you found us when you see a picture of Pat and I sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is Laguna Beach. Steven's there, just not pictured. Steven and Elsie, both there, just not pictured.